Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Personified Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Carlin, and we're part of the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast Network. And I'm very excited today because we have a very special guest. Uh, my next guest is a Major League Wrestling superstar, uh, just won the Full Throttle Pro Championship. Please help me welcome the Caramel Colossus, Barrington Hughes. Barrington, welcome to the show, man. Hey, my man. How you doing? Pleasure to have you today. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. I'm doing, I'm doing good. How, how are you doing today? Not too shabby, my man. Just relaxing, unwinding, just taking it day by day, you know? There you go, man. I, you know, I, I was on your Twitter feed um, uh, about a half hour ago, and I see you have a – and I got really hungry because I saw you have a picture of Hawaiian sweet rolls on there, and they look really, really good. They look delicious. Yeah. Have, is that something um, that you could get around where you live? Because I can't get them here in Canada, but you know, they, look, they sound oh, yeah. and look really, really good. Oh, they're amazing. And the thing is I was retweeting a friend's post where it's like, uh, it's it's kind of a uh, it's an inside joke. Basically, you know the dinner is really good if it has these if it has a sweet roll in it. Okay. Because down south, down here in Miami, a lot of families sell dinners and things like that. It's a southern thing. So you know, if you buy that, if you're buying a dinner from say somebody's grandmother, and you get a sweet roll in it, more than likely that's going to be some amazing food. Okay, yeah, because I was looking, I was like, that, no, I haven't seen those before, and I was like, that sounds fantastic. I was looking online to see if I could get them anywhere in Canada, but I just, I, I'll have to look a little harder. I'm sure I can get them somewhere up here. Um, well, to be fair, to be fair, you haven't had Hawaiian sweet rolls. I haven't had Tim Hortons. Okay, so I'll tell you what. If we ever meet up, you bring the sweet rolls, and I'll bring the Tim Hortons, and uh, we'll do we'll do we'll do an Not even exchange, point. man. How, how about that? Sound good. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from New York. I, I kind of, and I'm sorry to all my Canadian fans out there, but I, I kind of feel Dunkin' Donuts is a little better, the coffee-wise and donut-wise, than Tim Hortons. Uh, but you know, fortunately, there's no. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm gonna upset a lot of my, um, <laughs> a lot of my uh, Canadian uh, friends and fans up here. But you know, I'm originally from New York. I gotta say, true, I'm from Queens, New York, originally. So I. I grew up on Dunkin' Donuts. I've only been up here for the last ten years, so. But uh, no, I'm a okay, big, uh, big don't big. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big coffee and donut, donut fan. Um, all right, so Major League Wrestling, Major League Wrestling is really thriving right now, and and you're a big part of it. Uh, oh, I just want to how how did how did you addition to the um addition to the Major League roster materialize? How did you become involved uh, with Major League Wrestling? Um. Well, to be 100% honest, man, I did what any other professional wrestler would do. You see an opportunity for a new promotion to come around, and you see that it's, hey, this might be a big deal. Let me send my information in. I submitted my information, sent a few uh, promo pics, a couple of matches, and I got contacted by MSL, who's the uh, executive VP of talent. He says, hey, um, boss likes your look, wants to bring you in to do something uh, a little different. Are you interested? I'm like, all right, cool. So I thought it was going to be as we all thought, it was just going to be a one-time deal. Okay. After the first show, they're like, well, look, we're looking to ramp up a little bit more. We're going to have some more opportunities. And here we are. All right, man. Yeah, and like, like I said, man, I um, 
I was the, the actually one of the first shows I saw was the the War Games match, and uh, you wrapped the barbed wire around you, and you and you splashed uh, Sawyer Fulton. Uh, did you get Did you get stuck with the barbed wire? I mean, that you, you're splashing somebody with barbed wire on him. It was like a oh my god moment. But uh, how did you? Uh, were you okay after that? Or what was uh, What was it? Oh no, I was. I was I, well, I'm a, I was as okay as you can be with barbed wire wrapped around you from waist to toe. Okay. <laughs> so, given the circumstances, I was alive. I did for. I had a few scratches here and there. A couple okay. scratches on my back, some on my stomach, uh, one or two on my chest, but nothing, nothing to write home about. Okay, man. Like I said, that was oh my god. I was like, oh, he's not gonna. He's wrapping barbed wire. And I feel I felt bad for uh, Sawyer Fulton. He must have. He took the brunt of that splash with the barbed wire. So he. Uh, that was that was a that was a great uh, like I said a oh my god moment. Um, so what is it about Major League Wrestling that you think makes it so appealing to the wrestling fan? I, I watched it, uh, I saw um, a few episodes, and I, I came, became completely hooked. What do you what, what do you think it is about Major League Wrestling that appeals to to the wrestling fan? To be completely honest, man, it's just it, it's refreshing. You know, it's a promotion that takes itself seriously and presents itself like a sport. You know, we have rankings, we have title fights, we don't have wrestlers, we have fighters, we have camps. You know, you, you have your stables, but they're represented by management. Everything takes a more professional feel and a more professional approach. You know, and when you see that, you're like, oh man, like, okay, you don't get the automatic rematch clause with certain, like certain promotions do, you don't get the automatic rematch. For example, Loki and Shane Strickland. Shane Strickland had to work his way back up to get his rematch, sure. which took several months to build. You know, and that's something that's different. You don't see that everywhere. You know, a lot of times you see, oh, champion loses the title, automatic rematch. You know, and that's where you get the burnout feel. You know, you get that burnout feeling, oh, man, I've already seen this 24 hours ago. What's going on? Sure. But now you have it where you have two matches, three, four, five months apart. You get to see the development and growth and you kind of see that climb back up to where they want to be again. It makes you root for them more. It gives you more of a rocky story, you know, for example. No, absolutely, and you you, you you hit the nail right on the head there. It's a, a great promotion. Like I said, I, I became hooked after two episodes, uh, and it's become part of my my Friday uh, evenings now uh, here up in here in Canada. Luckily, I get BN Sports. I could watch it uh, at eight o'clock on the Fridays. But a great, great promotion, you know. And I know they've been to New York City, uh, Florida, and they're going to be in Chicago. Uh, it's really growing. Like, how big do you think? Um, Major League Wrestling could get. I would love to see you guys up in Canada, uh, but how big do you think it's, this uh, the promotion could get? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't think we were going to get this far. Okay. It's not a, a, a matter of saying that I didn't have faith or I didn't believe, but to see the trajectory that we've had within now, October just made a year since Major League Wrestling relaunched. And within that time, we have a national television deal who toured several major cities and looking to expand possible international expansion it's it's unreal right now absolutely unreal yeah like i said i hope you guys come up to canada because i would love to see a uh, a live major league wrestling show uh, up here I'm, I'm in windsor ontario i'd love for you guys if, if you oh, go to toronto right. i'll drive the four and a half hours to toronto i don't care i i just i would love to see a major league wrestling show oh wow yeah so i mean if you come to detroit yeah, if you come I to detroit I was going to say, if you guys mm-hmm. come to Detroit, I could just go right over the border. It's like a half hour away. But if you come to Canada first and you're in Toronto, I, I drive. Well, it's about three and a half, four hours from where I live. But I would do it uh, to see a Major League Wrestling show. That's how that's how strongly I feel about the promotion. 
That's what's up. Yeah, man. So um, that's really cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure, man. And I, I know Shane Strickland. I was reading he signed a, a long term contract uh, with Major League Wrestling. Well, I was want to ask what you, what is your contract status with them? Are you? Uh, I know they're trying to sign people long term. Are you long term with them, or is it a? Mm-hmm. Um, it, okay, I'm sorry. I'm long term with them. Um, I was actually. Oh, I was actually. I'm long term with them. I was actually one of the first people they approached with. Uh, getting signed to a deal and just saying, hey, you know, this is how we feel about you. This is where we feel like you can be, you know, in a certain amount of time. They, they really kind of laid out the groundwork for me. I'm like, you know what? No, the promotion is taking a chance on me up to this point. Let's see what the, let's see what we can do together. Let's make some magic. And it's just been growing ever since. Yeah, another thing that I that I really enjoyed uh, the smash and dash connection with uh, Cotto Brazil. Uh, you guys beat the Samoans. Um, I think two, three weeks ago. Uh, how did that team come together? And um, what are you going to It's getting your shot against the Lucha Brothers. Honestly, man, it, we came together, both me and Cotto are Florida guys. So when we were doing the tapings out of Orlando, he actually came in for uh, just a one and done, you know, being an enhancement talent, doing his job, doing what he was supposed to do. And the amount of work he put into that, those few minutes that he was in the ring with Loki. You know, management looked at that and they were like, yo, this kid has it. Yeah. You know, and they gave him an opportunity and they, they signed him on long term. And and now, you know, we fast forward we, with situations happening with MVP leaving the promotion. We had to then we were given the ball to say, hey, you can step up. Show us that you just, that you belong here. Show that knocked it out of the park. And now they're like, well, you guys want to, you know, you guys get along. You have good chemistry together. How do you feel about teaming together? We both looked at each other and were like, why not? You know, it gives us more opportunity, sure. more screen times, more chances to be in the ring with the best wrestlers in the world. Why would we say no? No, absolutely. I mean, I I love the tag team. I hope I hope we see uh, hope we see you guys again tagging. I hope it wasn't just a one time oh, thing, yeah. but no, that's great. No, cause, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, it's great because you know um, Pentagon and um, and Phoenix they they have those titles, and I, I'd love to see the. I think you guys could take the tiles from them. I don't know if there's going to be a... I would love that opportunity. Yeah. But here's the thing. Now they have to get past the Los Parks. You know, they have in uh, on November 8th in Chicago, yeah. the Lucha Brothers have Los Parks. And if they can get past them, then we could start talking about the possibility of competing against the Lucha Brothers because Smash and Dash is undefeated right now. Yeah, so so give me a prediction. Say it happens. Say uh, Lucha Brothers take on Smash and Dash. Uh, uh, do you guys become the next champions? Um, I'll, I'll let you predict that. I, I know what you'll say, but I, I'll let you call the prediction right now. I mean, we have to give we have to give the partner, you know, advantage to the champions. They're brothers. They've been partnering a long, long time. When you have two hungry young wolves that really want, all we need is just an inch, and we'll take the anchor got to be careful with guys like that because you never know what will happen all right there you go there you go i i think you guys would win the titles uh but um well we'll see i'm sure we're going to see that match coming up uh in in the in the very near future uh so oh, yeah. let's talk about full throttle pro uh, you just became the full throttle pro okay. champion uh defeating sam Shaw and shannon moore in a triple threat match uh, i think you I, I think i was reading you had a trophy that you're able to cash in um during that match uh so tell us yes. what, what's what, what's it like uh tell me let's, let's talk about that match a little bit what um uh do you there was a trophy i believe but um but what i'll let you go ahead and uh, explain uh what happened all right, so let's rewind. Let's take the clock back to April. 
April, I was inserted in a match called the Richie Rich Rampage, which nine competitors, it was kind of worked Royal Rumble style, where every minute or every two minutes, an entrant would come into the ring. But the only difference is you could be eliminated by pinfall or submission. There's no DQs. It was exactly what it sounded like, an absolute just riot. So, push come to shove, I get past eight competitors. I win the trophy. They let me know that with the winning of the trophy, I can cash it in for an opportunity at any title I choose, whenever I choose. Okay. So that night, I'm sitting on commentary, and I'm just scouting everybody. My my manager, Dan Regu, is by my side, of course, because he's with me. And everywhere except Major League Wrestling, he's there with me. He's my right hand. He's the one, per- one of the few people I trust. Okay. So he's like, no, don't cash in tonight. Don't cash in tonight. We're watching events, watching events, scouting everything. And when we see the, the chaos with the... the full throttle championship where Mike Orlando, the green machine, had to forfeit due to injury. The interim champion Sam Shaw comes in. Shannon Moore wins the number one contendership. And I'm like, wait, how did this happen? And I took offense to it because I'm the largest man in the full throttle locker room. And everyone, I felt like everyone was ignoring me at that point. So it just may or may not have happened where I waited about 15 minutes into their match. (laughs) cashed in my trophy okay beat the living dog mess out of shannon moore and made sam shaw tap out for the championship okay not saying this did not happen or it did happen but reliable sources can attack all right and i i saw it um i was watching your um you cutting a promo after you won the title uh now I, I i'm gonna admit i'm not familiar with full throttle pro uh but as you were cutting that promo in the back uh, uh, another wrestler kind of interrupted your um your promo was was that mike orlando who came out or who um who was that that interrupted you no 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 that that young man was a child of the eighth day saeed al sabah okay saeed al sabah Relatively new to the grapple game. He's only been active about two years. Okay. But you would not be able to tell by the way he conducts himself in or out of the ring. Okay. He's a phenomenal promo. He is an amazing in-ring talent. And I just want the opportunity to wrestle him. He wants to crack at the full throttle championship. He can come get this work too. Everybody is welcome to get the smoke. Okay, He's so- the first one to show the balls and the gumption to step up to. Everybody else sat in the background, twisted faces, looking jealous. Oh, how did he do that? And here he comes. The first one to step up. All right, so is he going to be the first challenger, or who do you think will be the first challenger for your, for your title? I don't If it was up to me, he would be. Okay. But we have to wait and see what management does. So, okay. of course, Sam Shaw's about a rematch, and Shannon Moore didn't really get his championship opportunity, blah, blah, blah. So once I get past them, then I'll focus on site. All right, cool. So that's uh, something to definitely look forward to. And uh, Full Throttle Pro, I have Powerbomb TV. I was looking for some some matches. I don't think it's on Powerbomb. Do they have uh, Do they have a channel on YouTube? Do you know by chance? I wasn't um, able to. I believe, yes, they do have a they do have a Full Throttle channel on YouTube. Okay. Um, you can follow them on on uh, Facebook as well. Full Throttle FTPW twenty sixteen on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Full Throttle Pro Wrestling on Instagram. Full Throttle Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Um, and they are on YouTube as well. Um, they have all their events on DVD. And you can get it at fullthrottleprowrestling.com. Okay, well, check it out. Definitely got to check it out, man. Um, and I also, I also saw on your Twitter, uh, you retweeted uh, Black Label Pro looking for new talent on for their February 2nd show. Is that um, kind of you saying I'd like to be part of that show? Because I, I was watching them last night. Oh, and they, had a li- they had a live show on, and it's really, really good. Uh, but um, can we see uh, Barrington Hughes maybe in Black Label Pro? 
I would love to be there. I mean, I've, I've already thrown, you know, put my hat in the race, and we can only hope to see what management says. And if they, they can find a space for me or present an opportunity that appeals to me, we can definitely make something work. Okay, because I know uh, Ethan Page won the title last night. Uh, I beat Jordan Grace. Uh, I'd lo- love to see Ethan Page defending the Black Label Pro title against Barrington Hughes. Uh, I think that would be a I think that could be a terrific like that, match. That's completely fine. I, I oh, th- absolutely. He wouldn't like it because he's, he's going to be in the ring with somebody that's actually bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> why not? There you go, man. Well, hopefully we'll see it. Uh, I know he's got a match coming up with Kobe Darius, but I would love to see you get a shot at that title uh, against um, Ethan Page. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure, man. Uh, so you've been in a number of tag teams uh, during the course of your career. Uh, do you prefer being in a tag team or do you prefer singles uh, competition? Um, first few years of my, my career, I preferred – the, I prefer being in a tag team because I was uncomfortable in my abilities. Um, now, I, it doesn't matter what you put me in. You can be tag team, single, six-man, whatever you want me to do. I feel like I have the ability to stand up and deliver. Um, I'm less reliant on leaning on other people to get me through and more reliant on my own ability because of um, an injury that happened to one of my partners about two years ago. Um, we were in a tag match, and he goes for a top of tope. Uh, this is my partner in a really good friend, Moti Kamal. Okay. Um, goes for a top row tope. He blows his knee out. Boom. <clears throat> At that point, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have another partner, so I was forced to go in a single competition. It's like, well, stand up or shut up, kid. Go. And he's always been by my side, tr- whether we're training in the gym together, watching tape together and breaking it down. He's always been like a real guiding light in my career, especially in the past few years. Okay, man. There you go. There you go, man. So, um, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning sure. for Barrington Hughes. Uh, what sparked your interest in becoming a professional wrestler? Was it a TV show? Was it another wrestler? But what, um, what made you want to become a pro wrestler? Oh, my grandfather, honestly. Okay. He was a lifelong wrestling fan. He loved it. I loved it. So that was our, our bonding. That's what we did together. You know, so when we had the opportunities, you know, Few, I would say about, it was 2010, and we had a really important heart-to-heart. And he let me know, he's like, hey, I may not be here much longer, but whatever you do in life, you do it you know, without regret, and you live your life to the fullest of, of your opportunities. About five days after that, he passes away. And from there, you know, I was, I was able to find a, uh, a wrestling school with, with uh, Rusty Brooks that following December, started training. Okay. And here we are. All right, cool. It's funny you say that because the reason why I'm a professional wrestling fan is also because of my grandfather. I remember uh, I, I'm probably a little older than you. I, I was uh, I was um, about ten years old. It was 1979, and uh, my grandfather. I was, oh, at wow. his, I was at his house one day, and he goes, "He says, hey, Louis, do you know who Bruno San Martino is?" And I'm like, "No." He goes, "Well, sit down. He's coming on." Right, and we watched wrestling together, and ever since that day, I've been a professional wrestling fan. Um, so, um, all because of Bruno San Martino. My grandfather was a huge Bruno San Martino fan. So, uh, so yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm here talking to you today as a professional wrestling fan because of my grandfather, man. Um, thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Grandpa. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Um, all right, so, you said you went to training. Like, where did you train? Where did you train to become a wrestler? And, and how did you find the initial training? 
um, through family friends, I was able to find a, I was able to find a trainer locally uh, by the name of Rusty Brooks. He did a lot of enhancement work for uh, the WWE in the early and mid eighties and okay. highly regarded as a Florida legend. Um, so I started training with him initially, training with him for about a year. Um, had my first match September, the following September of uh, 2011 through at a, a promotion that's no longer around in live pro wrestling. Um, and then from there, just took off, started taking local bookings and ever since then, just never really stopped. So t- take me through your first match. You're, you're about to walk through the curtain for the first time uh, and hit the ring. Uh, were you were you nervous? Do you feel comfortable? Uh, what was what was the feeling going through your through your head uh, as you're about to hit the ring for the first time? Oh, I was terrified. Okay. I was absolutely terrified. Okay. <laughs> um, it was you know I had actually managed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I can say I can imagine. I can imagine. But no, that's yeah, no. Go ahead. I'm. I'm uh, Tell the story, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, I had actually walked into the venue that day. You know, I was expecting, because I was a manager at the time. I'm doing the bodyguard thing with another wrestler by the name of J-Dog Brooks. And they come up to me and they're like, hey, you know, we know you're kind of down today. You know, we know it's because of your grandfather, but we're going to have you in your first match. I was like, what, for real? They're like, yeah. So they tell me, hey, make sure you have your gear. We're going to have you in the second match. It's like, it's not long. It's going to go about three minutes, whatever, whatever. So, needless to say, it was not very long. My first match was against one of my other trainers, Flex Magnum. Um, super short, super easy, super entertaining match. You know, gets cut off by DQ, and I split off from J-Dog, and then we, I ended up doing, started doing my own thing from there. All right, and then you, you know, from you, there, I actually changed, because I was going by a different name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading, was it was it Stacks? Were you going by Stacks back then? Yeah, Big Stacks. Big yeah. Stacks, okay, sorry about that. Big Stacks, yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, you're fine. I hated it either way, so it didn't matter. Oh, you, you hated the name? You hated the name, um, Big Stacks? Mm-hmm. Okay, did somebody give Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Somebody gave you that name, or, um, who, who gave yeah, you the name? Somebody Big gave St- you the name, and they're like, we'll just run with it. Oh, uh, J-Dog. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, no, you're fine. When did you, when did you become the Caramel Colossus? I think that's, that's a terrific nickname. And, um, when, when did you become the Caramel Colossus? I became the Caramel Colossus about a year after I became the Caramel Kodiak. I okay. became the Caramel Kodiak about two years ago. Sure. And that's when I really started running with the singles run. Um, I had just broken out of my tag team, the, the Heavy Hearts, with my be- with another one of my best friends. Uh, so shortly after that, we started doing, I started doing my singles thing. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to change it up and do something different. And that's when I became the Caramel Kodiak, you know, things like that. And then I went to MLW and I presented the name. They're like, we think something bigger of you, and let's let's run with this. And that's where the name came from, and it stuck. Themselves. And that was a direct uh, reflection of Court Bauer. All right, man. That's uh, that's a t- terrific nickname, man. Um, Thank you. Hey, man. My pleasure. My pleasure, man. I, you could tell I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Barrington Hughes. So, <laughs> so um, uh, yeah. And I've we've I've tweeted we've tweeted back and forth, and I, I've let you know. And you're you're doing a great job right now, man. Um, big fan, big fan. I, I, I call you the man. I hope you know, I hope that's cool with you. I call you the man all the time on Twitter. That's uh, completely fine, bro. Okay, <laughs> okay, man. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're a, you are a powerhouse. I mean, I've been watching some matches, people cross body, trying to hit you with a cross uh, body block off the top rope, but you're catching them. Uh, it takes a strong, strong individual to do that. Uh, what kind of training do you do, um, to, to maintain that, that, that tremendous strength that you have? 
a lot of powerlifting, a lot of tire flipping, a lot of squats, a lot of deadlifting. Um, I really don't go outside of a crazy regiment. I've always stuck to powerlifting because I feel like, hey, if I can work in bursts and I can work, you know, and be explosive, it's all I really need. And as far as conditioning goes, I'll do a lot of, uh, like I said, the tire flips, I'll do farmer walks, things like that, that really strengthen the heart. And then I'll do a little bit of cardio by going to the park and walk, you know, walk okay. the lab, stuff like that. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's man. That's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing too crazy, man. One thing is, have, have you ever been body slammed? Has anybody ever, I, I, has anybody ever body slammed you or, or no? One person has successfully done it and the same person that's all, has powerbombed me as well. Okay. So two people have powerbombed me and one person has body slammed me. Um, the person that power, that body slammed me was Mike Perot. Okay. Who was actually a really, really good friend. And, okay. um, the other one was MDK, who is somewhat still active in Florida, but he actually powerbombed me off the second row. Wow, man. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, I haven't seen you. I was going to say, like, I know John Studd had the body slam challenge, um, back in the, back in the eighties. I was wondering if is that something that, um, could be possibly be brought back into major league wrestling, uh, the Barrington Hughes body slam challenge? I'd love to do it. Yeah. I would love to do it. The first one I'd want to do it with it would be David Boy Smith Jr. That would be, I think it would have to lead up to that. Like a few guys would try to do it and then, uh, then have him step up. Uh, I, 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 you know, I think he might be able to do it. He's, he's, he's a big boy. Uh, David Boy Smith Jr. is a big guy. He might be able to do one it. of the strongest guys on the MLW roster. Yeah, he's, he's hot strong, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if if you do bring that challenge back, I'd stay away from him for as long as possible. I know Mike uh, Perot is also at Major League Red. Just stay away from those two guys for a bit, and uh, <laughs> you'll be fine if 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 you, if you bring back the the body slam challenge. Um, what would have happened? And I was thinking about this today. Uh, maybe you could. Uh, it's like a little fantasy match. Uh, what would have happened if if Barrington Hughes was able to go one on one with Andre the Giant in his prime? What what would have happened? Take us through. Take oh, us through the. Fun. Take us through the fantasy scenario. How, how do you think that match would um would um progress? That would have been so much fun, especially Andre in his prime was amazing. He was an anomaly beyond what anyone gave him credit for. Man, he was super athletic for his size. He was able to do a lot of things and invented, whether it be by accident or not, a lot of moves. Um, so I think we would have had a tremendous match, especially if he liked me. We would have we would have made magic, man. Yeah, I heard he didn't, uh, he didn't like everybody. Uh, I heard, um, oh, no. the, the Iron Sheik, he apparently he didn't like, and he, whenever they wrestled, he just beat the living crap out of the Iron Sheik, and one time he just wanted to wrestle him for like 30 days straight or something I was reading, and every day he just, just beat the hell out of the Iron Sheik, but, uh, apparently he, apparently he didn't like John oh, wow. Sud either. Apparently he didn't like John Sud either, I, I was reading, but I don't, I don't know, but yeah, if you're on his good side, oh. if you got on his good side, uh, you you would be okay. So, but that that would have been that would have been a tremendous yeah. match, though, man. He probably could have body slammed you, though. Oh, yeah. He would have body slammed you with no problem. Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without question. I think you probably would have body. I think you probably could have body slammed him also if you tried. You probably could have. You probably could have gotten. Him I think up. so. So um, who if been boss s- wanted to go up? He was going to go up, man. I'm I'm sorry. 
I said her boss wanted to go up. He was going to go up. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, Hulk Hogan is uh, he'll he'll tell you that man. Uh, if he wanted to go up, he would have gone. He would have gone up for sure, man. Uh, what about what about Hughes against Hulk Hogan? I just that just picked. I just got that in my head right now. You would have been a great um, a great Hulk opponent Hogan. for Hogan back in the eighties. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone over, but hey. <laughs> yeah, not too many people did. Uh, but it would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have fucked up, body slammed, you dropped the leg, and that would have been the in a match. So, um, so that would we, have been that. But you know what? We would have made a ton of money together. Absolutely, man. That's that's uh, that's the main thing, man. Um, so we, I know we mentioned some fantasy matches. I said Andre Hulk Hogan, but um, who have been some of your favorite opponents um, during the course of your career? Oh man, um, definitely uh, B.J. Murdoch. Been one of my friend, one of my tags and partners, best friends. Okay, we've always had a super, super competitive match anytime we stepped in the ring with each other. Um, the Samoan, the Samoan Island Tribe was really fun to work with, honestly. Okay, especially knowing what's going on with Samu now. My prayers out to him. It was a really fun match. Um, hmm. I want to, I want to work Ray Horse on a one on one just because we had little interactions during Battle Right in July. Okay, and uh, Mr. Grimm is definitely one of my favorite opponents as well. What about dream opponents? Is there anybody that um, you hope to go one-on-one with uh, one day? Jimmy Havoc. Wow. Jimmy that... Havoc, uh, Sammy Callahan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, Jimmy Havoc, oh, um, I, would, I would check him for, for paper before he comes into the ring so you don't get any paper cuts. <laughs> so he doesn't uh, paper cut you. But... Oh. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, I actually, uh, Sammy Callahan. Those would be some great matches. Yeah, no, those would be a two great. It could happen there, but guys are uh, both in Major League Wrestling, so uh, we could be seeing that uh, match um, in the near future. So, uh, and again, big fan of Sammy Callahan as well. He's a tremendous, a tremendous um, wrestler. Now, do you watch much wrestling? Um, oh. I know uh, there's a lot. You got the Ring of Honor, you got Impact, you got of course NXT, WWE. Do you watch much of um, um, of wrestling today? I do. Um, I don't watch too much of WWE, just because I I don't have cable in my house. Okay. Um, but I do watch. I just subscribed to Powerbomb TV, so I'm getting caught up on a lot of those. Okay. Um, trying to think what else. Um, I watch a lot of Ring of Honor. I watch a lot of uh, MLW, of course, just to support my my brand. Sure. Um, watch a lot of New Japan too, and I'm trying to get uh, more interested in All Japan because they're on a recent upswing. So I definitely want to see what the product is about now. Sure. Well, yeah, so uh, Powerbomb TV, uh, if you want to see some, uh, I don't know if you've seen any uh, Alpha One shows, but uh, really, really good shows. Uh, if you want to watch some good wrestling, like uh, Kobe Durst, Josh Alexander, I, I recommend Alpha One uh, for sure uh, on Powerbomb TV. And um, New Japan, New Japan is one of my favorite promotions. Um, and you said All Japan, I'm going to have to check into that as well. So uh, if you said they're on an upswing, I'll have to check into New yeah, Japan. They've been, they've been getting some uh, positive reviews recently, man, with Dor- so Joe Doring coming back and okay. Suwama and the rest of Evolution kind of doing their own thing. And recently, uh, with the end being announced for the uh, for the tag league, uh, Odinson and Perot, I'm definitely uh, interested in seeing how that develops. All right, man. And what's the ultimate goal? What's the ultimate goal for you? Do you uh, do you want to stick with Major League Wrestling? Do you uh, maybe want to get to Japan, the WWE? What's what's the ultimate goal for for Barrington Hughes? Japan. Japan okay. is the ultimate goal for Barrington Hughes. Um. I've just, everybody says that I'm very entertaining, but I just, I don't feel like I would be an ideal fit for WWE, but I think in a place like in Japan, 
I can kind of, one, have a much lighter schedule, two, still be able to support my family, and, and be able to make a, so a good living, you know, across, across seas. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna get there. You're sure you're gonna get there uh, one day. Uh, but um, before you before you fly off to Japan, maybe you can make a stop here in Canada so I could see a, a Barrington Hughes uh, match live. Yeah. yeah. So we got. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I'm, I'm hoping, man. I've... Go ahead, man. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I'm so sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was. I'm hoping to. Um, I'm really hoping to because I've talked to a couple of uh, promotions in Quebec, and I'm trying to see you know what's going on with that. So we'll see. Yeah, come to come to Ontario. Um, Smash Wrestling, Destiny Wrestling, uh, Border City Wrestling. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on up here. A1 Wrestling, as I as I mentioned, um, cross body yeah. promotion. C4. There's a lot of stuff going on in Ontario. Uh, so try to get here, man. I would lo- love to see you live, man. Uh, I love to, actually. I love to shake your hand and get a picture with you as well, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It'll happen one day for sure. So, so um. What advice oh. would you give, um, let's say an 18 year old comes up to you and says, I'm, Barrington, I'm getting into pro wrestling. Can you give me some advice? Uh, what advice would you give, uh, someone who's. Get a college education. Okay. Get a college education. Okay. Um, get your education first. Just so you know, this, this, this is a promise forever, man. Our bodies can only take so much punishment. And you never know how long you'll have, you know. Like, sure. Like the old timers say, man, you have a bump card. And when once that bump card is up, that's it. You're done. You know, and you don't want to wait until your bump card is done to realize, oh man, I should have done. You know, I should have had a backup plan, or I should have, you know, something to fall back on when this is all said and done. So you okay. definitely want to make sure that you have an education so you can have a life after wrestling. After that, believe in yourself. Work hard. Believe in yourself, and just run. Trust. Trust the process. Trust the process. All right, man. There you go. That's good advice. Good advice, man. Lana, you know, I've asked a lot of wrestlers that question, and you're the first person to say college education. Uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of wrestlers will say you just just keep your uh, keep your mouth shut and eyes open, uh, work hard. But it's the first time anyone's ever answered college education. So that's that's a, a great answer there, Barrington. Great answer there. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Now. I, I went through my questions. I have four questions from, from fans. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna run them off and then, uh, okay. then we'll wrap this up. So, um, they all came from Twitter. Uh, the oh, first one, the first one was from at Mr. Bagshaw, uh, on Twitter. He says, you speak about wanting to travel more internationally in 2019. I think we might have answered this question already. Uh, what would be your dream country to wrestle in and why? You already mentioned Japan, but, um, I don't know. Right. So, so that's the answer there, Mr. Bag. So, Japan. So, um, it's kind of, any other dream country besides Japan? Yeah. Uh, any other countries uh, you like to get to, like um... Um, South Africa? Okay, I'd love to get to South Africa. They have a pretty thriving wrestling scene. Um, okay, I'd definitely like to get to various countries in Europe: Germany, England, Scotland. Shouts out should be that's that's showing us that it can be done. Um, so, I definitely would like to join them on one of those tours. Okay. Um, Denmark, Finland, okay. anywhere where good professional wrestling is, I would love to be. Okay, and of course Canada, right? <laughs> of course yeah, Canada, of course, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah, Canada. <laughs> you got to get up to Canada, man. Um, all right, the next one is oh, from yeah. from at Ichi Fisker. Uh, says, "Is your rise in Major League Wrestling enough mm-hmm. for you, enough for you to commit to the brand before going to the WWE?" That's that's his question. So. 
Um, well, EG. Okay. And 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 me and EG is a huge supporter of mine on Twitter, man. So you trust me, Oh, okay. Me, buddy. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. I've okay. already committed to the brand. I've already committed to. Oh yeah. I've already committed to to MLW and what they believe and what they because of what they've seen in me and what I see in them. Um, you don't have to worry about me going to WWE anytime soon because I don't think they're watching. Even if they are, uh, it's not really my bag, man. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know EG was a big uh, supporter. I was talking to him about uh, about you, and he was very excited that you were coming on. But I, I didn't realize um, that uh, he's a big supporter. You you know you know him obviously. So, all right, cool. Um, I think you know the next guy too. He I work with him at Tap Down Wrestling Podcast Network. He wanted me to ask you a question. Uh, Tap Down Nick, uh, you know Nick Nick McDaniel. Uh, yes, Nick. Yeah, Nick's the man. Nick's the man. Yeah, he was very excited when I told him that you're coming on. Definitely. Uh, so he says there's a big man movement right now in professional wrestling. How do you feel being considered by many at the forefront in the big man movement? And how excited are you to see the return of the big man in professional wrestling? I'm super excited, man, to be completely honest, because for about a good 20 years, you only saw smaller guys. Now, I love the platform that it gave smaller guys, because now you have guys like Amazing Red, like Ray Mysterio, like Marco Stunt, that have a platform to show what they can do. But man, you you gotta have those dinosaurs in there too, man. For every Velociraptor, you gotta have a T Rex. Of course. So you know you have that variety. You have a little bit of everything for everybody because not everybody's a fan of the cruiserweight. Not saying that they're fan that there aren't fans of cruiserweights because there's tons of them. But everybody has a little bit different taste, a little bit different flavor. That's where your Walters come in, your Keith Lee's, your Donovan Dijaks, your Mary Hughes's. You know these guys, your Terrell Kennets, your 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 Cassidy Keith. Big men that are super talented, super charismatic, and can go. It's not just sitting there like a bump on a log doing nothing. Okay. So, I right. really think that being a part of that is, is tremendous. All right. There you go, Nick. There you got your, yeah, Nick will be happy. He's got his question answered. Uh, so there you go, Nick. Um, RJ, RJ Krasinski from Revisionist Booking. And this is just the last question I have. Um, he wants to know, if you've modeled okay. your career after anybody specific, I'm not understanding the question. I'm sorry. Uh, have uh, is there a, is there a specific wrestler that that maybe you've modeled your career after? That's, oh yeah, tugboat. Okay. Um, he's one of those. He's actually one of my first mentors, and he's always been a phone call away to to help me with questions I had about in ring or out of ring things. Okay. And more recently, I've taken on mentors. Uh, MVP and Loki, you know, especially with Loki and my end ring uh, work, he's really opened my eyes to a different aspect of what I can be, what I can do, and it's really, oh man, it's helped out tremendously. All right, speaking of Loki, uh, are you gonna ever get the, a title shot against Loki? Do you think? I would love to. Yeah, I would love to see you that. Never know. You never know. Like, like, I'm thinking, how would he, how would Lo, that would be a tough match for Loki. I don't, I don't, I know he's quick and he's, he's agile, but I think once you catch him, I think, you know, title changes hands. That's what Probably one of the deadliest strikers in the game, man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't 100% say that. Okay. He's one of the deadliest strikers in the game, man. All right. So, um, yeah, so. Lots of lots of potential there, you know. Lucha Brothers have something to look out for. Uh with you and Kodo, low key, you know, love to see you get your hands on low key. Ethan Page needs to worry if you get to you know, black label pro and uh full throttle pro I think you're gonna be champion for for a very long time. So 
Hey, my pleasure. So that's it, man. That's all I got. Um, uh, before I go, is there anything you want to plug? Any any social media um, you want to plug before we go? Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, follow me on Facebook at Barrington Hughes. Follow me on Instagram at the Real Poo. Twitter at Poo. Snapchat at Poo. Um, buy a shirt, man. Buy a shirt at watermaneuver.net. Uh, search my name, Barrington Hughes. Boom. I'll have new designs coming up in the coming weeks. Um, shout out to Dan Ragu, Santeria Cortez, Sasa Rivera, Mosey Kamau, my gold standard brothers. I love y'all. Um, shout out to all the black wrestlers, man, because right now we are in the, we're, we're doing something beautiful and doing something freaking amazing. I'm proud to be a part of it. All right, man. Well, there you go. Well, I just I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I was very excited when when you agreed to come on, and I, I apologize about yesterday. I know there's a little mix up there, uh, but I'm ah, glad. Uh, happened, yeah. Things yeah, happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. But I, I'm glad you came on today. And uh, like I said, uh, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future. I appreciate it, Lewis, man. I continue to support, and I will continue to support you as well, my bro. You have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Anytime you want to come back, man, feel free. You're always welcome, man. I appreciate it, Lewis. Have a great night. Uh, you too. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. So this has been the Pro Wrestling Personified Podcast. Uh, again, I want to thank my uh, my guest, Barrington Hughes. And until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. And stay safe, everyone. So long. Bye-bye. <laughs>